This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Greg P., hello, I got hello. you. Hey, how's it going? I love the hair, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> hey, a little bit of uh, Corona hair. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. I wish I, I wish I could style my hair, but mm-hmm. my only style is a razor. It's all good. <laughs> Where are you? Are you in uh, Canada or are you somewhere else? Canada, yeah, Toronto. Where are you from originally? It sounds like uh, I hear a different accent. Yeah, I was born in Russia. Ah. But I left uh, left as a teenager, and I've been living here since uh, 97, so like almost 25 years. And then you joined the Canadian Army? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in, in the reserves. I'm a warrant officer in the infantry regiment. I'm a company sergeant major. So, um, yeah, I've been doing it for almost 22 years now. That's incredible, man. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you've, uh, you know, decided to do with your life. That's really awesome. No, thank you. And thanks for uh, setting this up. You know, uh, I think we, we um, met in the Facebook group, didn't we? Yeah, 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 we yeah, did. Okay. I don't remember which group it was, but it might have been um, Pete Vargas's group. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that you were Army vet, I was like, ah, oh, I got to get him on the show. The show is all about our frontline heroes, the military, police officers, nurses, medical, you know, emergency medical and, and what they're doing on the side and what their story is, you know. So I I just brought you on. So let's see your story. I see you got that uh, click funnels in the background. Mm-hmm. You got that flat, man. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I did get it. Uh, a couple more. I think we got 2019, but um, yeah, I mean, like, where do you want to start? Like, way back when, or yeah, let's start with your uh, let's start with your decision to go into the military. Okay, well, um, it was uh, 2000, but um, the decision actually happened earlier because, so you know, as I said earlier, uh, my family came over in the end of '97. I basically went to um, local high school, and at the time they were offering. a call program so you would uh, spend a semester with the military and get high school credits and i thought it was cool and put my name in me and my buddy 
you know, I, I met a couple of people. I didn't know many people really. So we just put our names in and then um, like it was probably 98. And uh, then in 2000, I get a call from the military. He said, hey, do you want to attend this orientation session? I'm like, sure. And I thought this was the call from that paperwork who dropped off. No, that was that paperwork got lost. <laughs> I don't know who lost at the school of the military, but essentially my buddy that I was with in the year 2000, he was strolling through a mall and there was a recruiting booth. So he didn't want to sign up himself, but he signed me up. Such a nice friend. So um yeah, basically, they gave me a call. I showed up. They were like, they had like a nice uh, demo. They had like the uh, machine gun set up on a tripod. They had like 84 millimeter recoilless rifle that let us go down into the small arms simulator and shoot, uh, you know, the service weapons on the simulator trainer. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And basically, just signed up right there. And uh, sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So I did, I did the, you know, basic uh, training, basic infantry training that summer. Um, and then, I started university and continued serving as a reservist. You know, went through, um, joined the unit rifle team. So I competed nationally um, for um, the small arms competition here for my brigade. And then I you know, did my para course and I mean, the junior leadership course uh, to become like, I guess, like a squad leader. Yeah. And then I spent about a year after graduating university in um, the Royal Canadian Regiment um, Infantry school as an instructor. So I taught a couple of courses there, and then um, basically I had a finance degree, so I actually found a finance job uh, back in Toronto. Then I switched over uh, to uh, gold mining company. Spent about six years there, and yeah, still continuing serving, progressing. You know, got uh, the next rank level. You know, mass corporal, sergeant, and just you know kept it up. And you know, the plaque is uh, because I actually started a business too. And yeah, that's what I want. I definitely want to talk to you about that business. Yeah, yeah. So, tell us about that. What is that business that you started? So again, like I mentioned, I was working full time civvy side. I also was serving part time in the military pretty heavily. Like I was there like every other weekend and like a couple nights a week. You know, just about to start a family, my first child on the way, and you know, Toronto is not a cheap city. No, so it's not. Um, you know, I figured um, with all that, it is not enough to support the family. So like I need to do something else. Of course, I was looking for jobs and trying to you know, elevate myself uh, in my career, but wasn't moving anywhere. Young 20-some kid. No, sorry, you got to pay your dues, you know, do your time. And luckily, you know, I actually knew how to make websites because when I came over, I was bored. I didn't know people. And I messed around online and uh, in the 90s and I built some websites like a personal blog and actually built a site that went uh, viral back home in Russia uh, at the time in the 90s before the term viral was even a thing. Um, so I just basically I knew like HTML how to code up a website. So in 07 I was looking for ways to make money and a couple of my friends I saw them like they started rolling on like BMWs and waving cash around bars. I'm like what do you guys do? And basically they mentioned oh affiliate marketing. And then I basically used my recon skills and found them online, what they were doing. And they were part of a forum. At the time, there was no YouTube. There was no Facebook groups. There was none of that information that is available now. So was this a, a war, warrior forum? No, it was a forum, of my, a much smaller one in the UK, out of uh, all places. And it was basically a bunch of UK-based affiliate marketers. And then like odds and sods like us uh, Canadians and a few folks from the US and Eastern Europe, they all joined and basically we were promoting uh, affiliate offers in the UK, like financial offers. That was, remember, year 2007. 
So I basically figured I know how to build websites. Now I just need to learn how to get people to the website. And um, I figured I'll learn Google Ads because that was like the best thing at the time. There was no Facebook ads. There was no TikTok, no Instagram, no none of that stuff. It was yahoo.com, google.com, search. So basically, that's what I decided to do. Bought a couple of books, asked some questions on the forum, and uh, we um, basically started promoting, by we, I mean I at the time, <laughs> started promoting British financial offers online right before the financial crisis hit, of course. So uh, I lost money, but I didn't quit. I basically retooled, rejigged, found a couple of things that were working, and slowly you know, went back into profit. So in 2008, I actually made money. Even though it was the middle of the financial crisis, I still managed to pull uh, pull a few thousand dollars on the side. You know, more than I was making in the army. And then next year, I basically made my entire corporate salary on the side. And after another year, I basically decided to quit uh, the full time civilian job that I had. And in 2011, I started a full time digital marketing company. And uh, you know. Heavily focused on affiliate marketing, uh, but also you know, other things. Uh, about four or five years ago, started into e-commerce and um, also discovered click funnels. That's kind of how the word came about. So you know, we did a little bit of uh, e-commerce marketing and we experimented with click funnels. We ended up standardizing Shopify after, but still was enough to get the award at the time. Oh yeah, that's kind of short version of uh, what I've been up to. Do you still use ClickFunnels to this day? Yes, uh, not to the extent of getting more of these plaques, but uh, you know it's good to throw up a quick uh, test funnel or a quick lead generation uh, website. So, for instance, um, I am currently running a free five-day challenge for veterans uh, to teach them digital marketing and e-commerce. Uh, right now, focusing on, on Canadian veterans, and I made a page in ClickFunnels in three hours because the contractor that was supposed to do the you know, website for it was not able to do it on time. And so Saturday morning, I woke up, said, you know what? Challenge starts Monday. I got to get this done. And in three hours, it was done. So like, it was you know, pretty easy. So yeah, I still use it, uh, not to the extent where like, any significant business is driven through it, but for something like that, yes, for sure. Um, so you help veterans figure out like what they're going to do post-career or... Like figure out their new identity online? So this is like a relatively brand new thing that I just felt compelled to do for about three years or so. So, you know, obviously at first I was just focused on, you know, let's set my family up and then let's make sure we, you know, get some financial security and then let's grow the business. Let's figure this out. Let's figure that out. And around um, 2018, I went to to San Diego. There was a conference laid by uh, Mark Cuban and his foundation. It's called uh, Clever Talks. I don't know if you heard about it. Nope. So it was basically all veteran entrepreneurs and all American military. I was the only Canadian there, but they made me feel so welcome as a you know allied soldier. I was like, oh my god, this is like I'm talking to Jocko Willink. I'm like you know shaking hands with him and to Ted David, five eleven tactical, and like Evan Schaffer from Black Rifle Coffee. Like you know the who's who, and they're like, hey man, like and it was very small and intimate. So it was like such an amazing feeling, and I felt like. I felt compelled to kind of you know, give back in a way. And I started just kind of carrying this idea around and you don't really do much with it because again, business up, down, all around, you know, and, um, and I just finally said, you know, screw it. I just got to 
I just got to do it no matter what. So I basically put together a Facebook group, started inviting people I know, started writing some ads, posting in groups, and just did five days of training, just me talking on camera about some of the you know, basic lessons that I learned and the business models that I know that worked for me in the online world. And then I'm doing a more in-depth session on e-com next week. So it's just like a kind of a passion project, if you will. So who is it for? To answer your question again, it's... I think it's uh, for anyone either like currently serving and you want to start a side hustle because I know a couple of uh, people who are uh, doing exactly that. They're still actively serving, um, but they have like a tactical equipment brand or a coffee brand or something like, you know, they are able to do in their spare time. And also for people transitioning and also maybe somebody who's been out and already have a business and just want to scale to the next level or have a brick and mortar that got hit by uh, COVID and now you got to pivot into online so like it's it's not really restricted to any sort of like okay you gotta be at the stage of putting your release paperwork in and only then will work for you no like you know if you want to stay in and make some extra money that will work just fine just like i did when i was working full-time in a civilian job serving in the reserves and uh working on on that business greg if you know of any uh military guys that have side hustles and they're doing well, and they have great stories. I definitely like to interview mm-hmm. them for the show, and um, you can refer them my way because I'd love to talk to them and just, you know, hear about what they're doing. Yeah, make extra um, money. absolutely. I mean, there's probably a few that uh, will come to mind, but like the most recent example, I met uh, this fella at a um, tactical expo in Ottawa back in September. The company is called Aussie Peelback, and even though the, the name is Aussie, it's a Canadian Australian. Yeah. <laughs> well, Aussie Peelback is uh, basically, uh, I think it's a now obsolete tactical movement when you get ambushed and you basically uh, extract yourself from the ambush site. It's called an Aussie Australian Peelback. Okay. So uh, basically, that's what these guys call their company. But I, I spoke to them and they are uh, currently serving. So definitely, like, uh, you can uh, look them up reach out and uh, see what they're up to and how they manage to juggle both their responsibility of service and running a successful business. Like they're in, in multiple countries now. They're, I think they're, uh, you know, doing well. Uh, what's your next project that you're working on? Well, um, so the military, um, I guess, education, if you will, uh, or, you know, that's kind of like the current project that I'm working on as a, as a passion. And I don't know if it's going to turn into anything What's the name of the challenge? Enlisted to Entrepreneur. Enlisted to Entrepreneur. Yeah. So it, you, if you Google it, it will come up probably yeah. straight up straight up as the Facebook group, or you can search in Facebook and see the group there, uh, see what it's all about. But yeah, in, in business, you know, to be completely transparent, it's been a challenging year. Like 2020 was the best year in 10 years, and then this is the worst. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, right now, like we are kind of, transitioning more into a service-based agency model where we want to work with other founders, preferably veteran-owned, most likely around e-commerce because that's our like most recent area of expertise. So basically helping them get to the next level, scale, launch, uh, you know, get extra revenue up. So that's what we've been working on for the last couple of months is uh, attracting clients to help with their marketing and growth. Yeah. That's really cool. How many guys do you work with like on this project? So we have uh, like the core team right now is like we're down to 
three, four. Okay. Like, well, three full-time and like one part-time and then a few assistants. Like I use a lot of freelancers. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, we were forced to downsize a little bit this year and let a few people go, good people. But hey, that's life. If you could just be like money wasn't a question and you could just do something all day, what would you spend your time doing? Oh, <laughs> after being, you know, head to the grindstone for, for many months this year, I'd probably be ready for a break and, you know, go travel because, you know, it's been a while since we're able to go somewhere, but obviously I'll get bored real quick. Um, so business-wise, well, I would love to turn like my challenge group into something more like resembling like bunker labs like that would be i think a very good thing to give back um, you know you have like bunker labs vet the ceo a few other um, initiatives uh, in the u.s and in canada we don't have as many so that'd be i think amazing to grow like an incubator for you know vetpreneurs with online digital i guess focus and um, you know, that would be pretty awesome other than that i think well, I, re- I really wanted to grow my e-commerce brand to eight figures. I don't think it will ever reach that stage. So maybe like, again, coming up or partnering up with an inventor with a, like a life-changing product that actually makes a difference and growing it to become like a household name, that would be a cool experience to try next. That would be really cool. How about standing on stage? Have you spoken on stage? Actually, good question because yes, I guess in in a way the, there there's that thought of you know being on stage, but not for the point of you know being on stage. But I guess yeah, going back to Pete Vargas's group and he's all about stages. So I think it would definitely be like nice. I don't see myself as a full time kind of professional stage speaker as a profession, but once in a while being invited to, to share you know what I know and not be on a Zoom call or in a Facebook group, that would be nice for change. I have, I have done a couple of small private uh, workshops. So, you know, a couple of local entrepreneurial groups here in Toronto. Then a few years ago, there was a, an affiliate uh, private meetup where I gave a talk. So, yeah, I have some experience uh, doing that at, you know, small private scale, if you will. Uh, let me uh, switch gears back to e-com, the thing mm-hmm. that you know the best. What's like the main steps and, and is it sat, is it oversaturated? Like, is there still a market? Because like with Shopify, it seems like everybody has a Shopify store. So again, yes and no. So what is saturated is like, if you bring something to market that has no unique value proposition and it's not going to create much value. Like, you know, the days of 2015, grabbing something off Alibaba and just, throwing a Facebook ad and people would buy it like crazy are probably over unless it's like a super cool new thing. So essentially, yeah, like if you got something that is um, does not exist yet or something that is a modification or an improvement, uh, yes, of course, you can still bring it to market. Like, Or if you have a cool brand story. So like basically you got to think like, what is my value add to the market? Not just being another like copycat player, even though that still could work sometimes. If the market is large enough and current players are not able to divvy up the pie among themselves, and there's some leftovers. Yeah, you can probably pick them up. But I'm more, um, and I, I went 
into this in, in the training I did last week in my group, but basically it's uh, picking you know the audience you want to serve and find out what their pains and problems are and then come up with a solution to those problems. That's never going to get saturated, you know what I mean? Uh, if you think of it that way, because if it's just like, how do I hustle and, you know, buy this iPhone charger for two bucks and sell it for 20 over here? Well, that's limited value bringing to the marketplace. It's primarily convenience, if anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, what is, what does that charger got to do in order for someone to want to buy it in order to buy it from you and not from somebody else? I think that's how you win going forward. I'm more into like helping people one-on-one or helping people in a group setting. What's your definition of a hero? Because you've been around the military for a long time. I know that word's thrown around a lot. Well, I mean, like, I guess in, in the conventional definition, it's, it's somebody who's got like the Victoria Cross or like the Purple Heart. Like, it's like an extraordinary feat of uh, bravery and uh, courage and selfless service and, you know, doing something super extraordinary. So that's, I guess, the conventional dictionary definition. But I mean, there's also like everyday heroes. Like, you know, last year, everybody cheered on for the uh, frontline workers. You know, they're everyday heroes risking their lives potentially uh, to make sure everybody else is okay. So yeah, I guess in that spectrum from like the dictionary, you know, Victoria Cross recipient to, you know, your everyday hero who's just doing their job and making sure that you do it to the best of their ability. That's stepping up. You know, you need a hey, capacity. Greg, my last four yeah. questions for you. When you're starting to feel stressed out, how do you uh, save yourself? Oh, yeah, it's been it's been stressful. So what I've been doing, and I've been doing it for a few years, and probably helped soften the, the impact. But so I've been, uh, of course, uh, maintaining you know physical fitness, fighting fit. I think that alone helps withstand uh, stress better just being physically fit getting your sleep and getting your nutrition your hydration you know making sure you're active all the you know testosterone endorphins and all the good stuff the good chemicals right so i've started meditating around 2017 using a uh, guided meditation app uh, i use headspace i mean there's a couple of others now but you know just five ten minutes a day and um recently well, again, not very recently, but I find swimming very uh, helpful uh, because it's kind of like floating meditation plus the mm-hmm. workout. So uh, I don't know if I've never tried floating meditation myself, but I heard like it's when they lock into a tank full of salt water. You float, I did it. Like, I did it. It was incredible. Uh, right. It was, it was so, good. So, yeah, I mean, I find similar effects when I swim because you just focus on breathing, right? You got to make sure you. You know, you follow your stroke and it's all methodical, kind of very similar movements and you're in the water, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, I would describe it as like active floating meditation. And it's really good for me personally to help with stress. Like, um, so those are like the three things that I like. I mean, I'm considering actually going into therapy. Um, Hey, I'm a big believer of it, man. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just run out of tools in your toolbox. Right. So then that's when you call in fire support. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm considering getting some professional help when I really feel like it's getting dark. But yeah, I mean, between those three or four things, I think that's good. Do you consider yourself a coach? Not currently. I mean, I am, I guess, a coach 
teacher slash te- to my children to teacher my team but i used to enjoy being an instructor in the military so and again even now in my position as a sergeant major that's really a mentoring position in the current uh, structure you don't really do a lot of quote-unquote tactical work it's mostly administration and mentoring coaching so i guess yes but obviously i'm not a professional coach as to like you know i have this regular roster of clients that i go and you know i am mentoring a couple of people also privately through um a local Canadian uh, nonprofit business coaching accelerator. So I'm paired up with currently a, a veteran who just released from the forces a couple of months ago and uh, helping him with his e-commerce operations. And he just uh, notified me a couple of days ago that he surpassed 30k a month this wow. month in, in sales. Obviously, you know it's you know Black Friday help and Q4, but uh, you know definitely um, warms my heart. You know so. What's your greatest strength? What's your ability? Uh, I mean, you, you come to me at kind of a downswing. So probably would have a very different answer for you last year. But I think it's self-learning because like everything I know, um, I've learned by myself. And, you know, I remember I was when I was interviewing for jobs, like, you know, 11, 12 years ago, like a person looked at my resume and said, like, you know what you're applying for and what you're doing currently you didn't learn it in school like so how did you learn it like that was an interview question and that so i basically took an interest in it and figured out how, how to learn it and who to learn from and i think that's important to be a constant learner especially now when everything is changing so quickly so fast you know there's this statistic how most people never read a book after they graduate either college or high school mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a tragedy because you know you just become stagnant and um it's, it's so exciting to learn from other people who've done something it's one of the cheat codes of life yeah so i think you know i'm i'm good at just self-learning and figuring stuff out my last question for you just for fun if you had a comic superpower what would it be oh uh, probably time travel would be cool i think would you would you use it to go forward or go backwards both both because you know you want to meet uh, all the greats of the past and then see what the future holds too yeah man that's cool hey greg i appreciate your time i appreciate having you on and uh keep your head up because uh every setback is just a setup for a comeback Mm -hmm. thank you all right brother thank you very much thank you all right all right family I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of this story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, Hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.